Lord, today that we never hold back from you, that we think of your love and your grace for us. So I want to invite you to open your hearts today. We have this gracious King, the lover of our souls, who is inviting us. He says he's given us his love. He wants to pour his love out on us. And we have this amazing gift of Jesus in our lives. And as we think of Jesus in our lives for this time forward, for this year coming ahead, we say, thank you, Lord. We respond with worship unto you. And we say, Lord, we wanna bless your name, lift you up, glorify, magnify you today. Saying, thank you, Lord, bless your holy name. Yes, Lord, better is one day. The day spent with you, Lord, in your word, in your presence. Drawing close to you, Lord. Seeking your face. Yeah. 
Again to me, I will draw near 
Yes, Lord, we will draw near to you. Because in everything, Lord, you make a way where there seems to be no way, Lord. You give hope to the hopeless. You give peace, Lord, to the restless. And Father, your word always builds, Lord, and inspires and guides the way. And we just want to follow you, Lord. Your way, your way, your way. We know you are here with us, Lord. We know you are here in this place. This is your home, Lord. Thank you, Father, that we can always, when we read your word, see your love, your beauty, your presence, your grace, your goodness, your kindness, your favor. Lord, thank you. Thank you that we know where our help comes from. You make a way. Yes, Lord. You are here, moving in now. I worship you, I worship you, you are here, working in this place, I worship you, I worship you, you are here, you are here, moving in now. I worship you, I worship you, you are here, walking in this place, I worship you, I worship you, yes Lord, you are, you are, way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are here, touching every heart. I worship you, I worship you, you are here, healing every heart, I worship you, I worship you, you are here, touching every heart, I worship you. I worship you, you are here, healing every heart, I worship you, I worship you.
worship you. I worship you. You are here, mending every heart. I worship you. I worship you. You are here. You are here, turning lives around. I worship you. Stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see if you're working. Even when I don't feel if you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see if you're working. Even when I don't feel if you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop. Stop working Even when I don't see if you're working You're working, you never stop, you never stop working 
Yes, Lord, we are so thankful and so privileged as a community to come together to worship you, to be in your presence. And I thank you, Father, for every person that is uh, joining us, watching this service and being part of this service. I pray for every family, every home, every place where people are gathered, Lord, that you would come by your presence and that right now you would continue just to be with us and that you would strengthen us and guide us in this new year. And we love you so much, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, just from me, first of all, to say Happy New Year. It's so great to be with you. 2021. It's amazing to think that we are there now and we're moving into a, a new year. And I want to thank you for your faithfulness in 2020 and for how you just went with us as a church and as a community, how we took the challenges of 2020 and we, and we just went forward and took new ground in 2020. And this is going to be a, a better year, a greater year in terms of seeing God's kingdom come. And uh, a big part of that for us, obviously, is our giving, our, our tithes and our offerings. And it was amazing to see how you responded in so many different ways and through many initiatives in uh, 2020. And thank you for continuing with your faithfulness in this year. So right now, you'll see on the screen come uh, the details of how you can give. Uh, the, you pay into the bank account directly, or you can use SnapScan. And I want to encourage you to make use of those. Uh, and, and please remember that we don't give under compulsion. We give from joy hearts as a response to the faithfulness and the goodness of the Lord. So won't you get ready to give right now? Well, it's my privilege to share with you a word today that I've entitled Moving Forward in 2021. And uh, we are going into a new year now, but some of the same challenges as last year. And I want to talk about how do we position ourselves so that we, that we can take new ground and go forward as as in our personal lives and as a community together and just some thoughts around that. You remember last year I ended the, the, the year with a, a sermon, that my last sermon, that was entitled Ending Well, Starting Better. And I shared five commitments to, with you in that. And, and what I wanted to do in today's message of moving forward in 2020 is talk about three commitments that I believe we need to have in this year so that we can move forward. But before I get to share with you those commitments, I want to tell you a little bit of an event that took place in our family. We live in, a, in an area where there are peacocks that uh, roam uh, our streets. And uh, there's a, quite a big bunch of them, and they don't belong to anybody necessarily. They're just in our area. And so every now and then they would come into our yard. And um, as beautiful as peacocks are, and as magnificent as they are, they are, they are very destructive. Uh, to your plants and to your garden, every time Natasha has planted some new vegetables, for instance, or something, they would come and they would destroy that. And uh, so, so we did our very best over the last while, over the last couple of years, to, to make them understand that our home is not a peacock-friendly place. I, I mean, I saw Natasha run in the garden with a, a pot and a spoon and hitting the pot so that she'd make a clamor and a noise so that the peacocks would just flee away. And, uh, and we tried to do many different ways to make them understand that they're not welcome. In our garden. We don't want them in our garden. We don't want them at our house. And uh, so we were, during last year particularly, obviously spending more time at home, we, we really amped up our efforts and, and we felt like we finally got there where they were not frequenting our garden as much and, and not being there so regular. And then we went on holiday and when we came back from holiday, lo and behold, what happened was a, a mother was beginning to raise her little chicks in our garden. And, and right now, you'll see a photo come up. And, and on Christmas Day, we got the second mom. 
that's raising. She started with three chicks, but only two is left. And now, so right now, we've got these two peacock moms that are in our garden, and they're raising their young ones. And, you know, obviously when it comes to, you know, a mom raising a young ones, your heart changes, and now you sort of just go, okay, well, like Natasha says, we've got to give them a fighting chance. And so, so we've allowed them. Uh, it's interesting that no other peacocks are coming into our, into our area, but just these two moms are walking all over our garden, and they've got these young ones that they are raising. And they're getting quite at home. They're getting quite comfortable in our space right now. Every morning, <clears throat> early in the morning when we wake up, We'd hear a knock on the door, and there one of the moms would be picking at the door, and uh, that would be the message that they're hungry, they want food. And then we've bought, you know, bird seed, and uh, so we have to put out the bird seed for them, and then they eat, and, um, and you know, very comfortable. And if we don't respond quite quick enough, they'll, they'll try and come into the house. We have a, a cat flap, and uh, we've even seen some of the little ones come in through the cat flap, and they're like calling us. They, they're saying, where are you? We want our food. And then in the early evening, they'll come again, and they'll call, and they'll say, where's our food? And we have to feed them. And, and we're sort of realizing right now that uh, if these little ones grow up in our garden feeling so comfortable in our garden, how are we ever going to get them out of our space? How are we ever going to get rid of them? We, uh, we've probably lost this battle. I'm telling you this story as an analogy for often there are things that happen in our lives and though we don't want them, though we don't welcome them, they become part of our lives. And I think that's what COVID-19 and the restrictions and all the realities of what we've experienced last year. Initially, we felt like it was just for a short period of time, and, and, and we just sort of tried to, to, to adapt as best we can, but our minds were sort of in a space, and our hearts were, were there where we go, it's just for a short period of time, we're going to get rid of this, and then we're going to carry on. But I think we've all come to the realization now that, that they've moved in. COVID-19 and restriction life, we have to get to a place where we learn to live with those realities and not just live with it but move forward flourish do well in the midst of these challenges that we face so like our peacocks has moved in though we didn't want them so COVID-19 with restrictions and everything has moved in and right now I mean my heart goes out to so many people that are losing their lives at this point you know last year we were at a stage at the peak of COVID-19 where many of us, most of us, knew somebody that contracted COVID-19. Now we're at the space where so many of us know people that have died from COVID-19. It's changed, and we're still really fighting this thing. And, and how do we live in this reality and move forward? And that's what I want to talk about. So I want to share with you my three commitments for 2021. But before I do that, let me just remind you of the five commitments that I shared last year. A commitment to reality, a commitment to relationships, a commitment to gratitude, a commitment to prayer, and a commitment to faith. Those were five commitments that I shared that I felt that if you wanted to end a season and get ready for a new season, then those were five commitments. Now we're stepping into the new, we, and we need to move forward. There's some realities that we're having to deal with, but in the midst of that, we have to move forward in 2021. And these are the three commitments that I want to share with you. The commitment to glory, a commitment to growth, and a commitment to grace, if we want to move forward in 2021. I like the saying of Stephen Covey, where once he said, live out of your imagination, not your history. And what he was trying to say to us is always be forward-looking. Don't live for the past. Live for the next. Live for the future. 
Keep on moving forward. And I think we have to remind ourselves of that in a time like this, where last year was so difficult and had so many challenges, and we're still living in those challenges, we're still living in that difficulty, that it, it may be easy right now to feel like, I, I just want to hunker down and I just want to sort of just you know, close myself off from all the challenges and things and, and, and just maintain. But I want to tell you, we cannot afford to maintain in 2021. We have to move forward. Not in our, and I'm not saying that, first of all, from a personal perspective. I'm saying that, first of all, from a kingdom perspective. For the sake of the kingdom of God, we cannot afford, as God's people, to, to be in a maintenance mode, to just try and survive. We have to now say, Lord, how do I live with these realities, with these challenges, but in a way that I can take new ground and can move forward for the sake of the kingdom? And in that, my personal life, my family, we, that's all part of it. But how do we move forward in 2021 so that we don't live out of our history, out of what was, but that we live out of that which can be. Think of Paul that says, forgetting what is behind, straining for what is ahead. And that's what I want to encourage you. Can we not be held captive by what was? And can we begin to move forward to what can be and what God wants to do? So, therefore, my three commitments. The first one is a commitment to glory. You'll remember, for those of us that are Hatfielders and you've been around for a while, at the end of 2019, we, we spoke about Arise, Shine. And uh, from Isaiah 60, verse 1 to 3, and let me just read that for you again and remind you. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and His glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and the kings to the brightness of your dawn. That, when we spoke about that at the end of 2019, uh, we had a, a theme for the year that was, Be ready. And we felt the Lord was preparing us for something. Little did we know what was coming. Eh? Little did we know what was lying ahead of us. But right now, if I read this scripture, it has such different emotions that it evokes in me. And, and, and just it calls up in my heart when I read it now than when I did in 2019. I don't know about you, but when I read darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples, I can't help myself but think of COVID-19 and, and think of this pandemic and the effect that it's had economically, socially, all across the world. And, and yet, this scripture says, in the midst of that darkness, arise, shine, for your light has come. This is our time. This is our time to have a commitment to glory. Remember, glory is, or to glorify God is to, what it means is to make Him known, to show His beauty, His majesty, to reveal who He is. And this is a time where there's darkness to, to show the light of who God is. When there's a contrast that we, can, that we can play off at the moment to say, this is not who God is, this is who God is. Let's see His beauty, His majesty, His care, His love for us. And that's what our lives is about. I don't know if you'll remember that, that when we started with uh, one of my first sermons, I think it was my second sermon early in April, that I preached when we, when we were now getting into lockdown, and we were in hard lockdown at that stage, was what is my purpose? And I, I spoke about how our purpose in life at the end of the day is to glorify God. And, and Paul says this to the Corinthians also. He says in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31, he says, So whatever you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. 
Our lives is about glorifying God. This is the big picture. This is the, the big story. This is the why of our lives. And, and I want to say that when you know the why, it helps with the how. When you know why, it makes a big difference in how you deal with the, the challenges you face and the struggles. I mean, how often do you ask the question, why? I mean, I laugh at myself. Sometimes I can get a little bit ridiculous. Like, I'm working at home and I've got a, you know, the other day I was on top of a ladder and I had to, to fix a nail that was coming loose. And so I got on top of the ladder, had my tools, and, and when I got up there and started working, I realized I had the wrong, uh, the wrong screwdriver or the, or the wrong tool. Then I have to get climb down the ladder. It was a quite high up, quite climb down the ladder, go to my garage, get the right tool. Come back, start working. Then I realized this is not wrong. Then the, the, the cord gets hooked and then the drill, I don't have the right drill bit. And so I'm up and down the ladder and eventually I get to the point where I go, why? Why must I struggle so much? Why must I suffer so much? Why, Why must it so be so hard? And then, you know, I sort of laugh at myself. But isn't that our reaction? When we go through big difficult times or little things like that, and, and, and then we go, why? Why? We're always looking for the why. And I want to tell you the only why that will give us the strength to deal with the realities we're facing is to understand that my life is lived for the glory of God. A Dr. Alex Lickerman in a Psychology Today wrote the following. He said, why is what drives not only everything we do, but also our emotional reactions to everything that happens to us. Lockdown life and, and the struggles and economic challenges evokes emotional reactions in us. There's emotions that well up in us. I, I don't know how, if you've processed through 2020, if you started coming to terms with your emotions, I've had to just come to terms with some of the emotions that I was experiencing. But what do I do with those emotions when I feel frustrated, when I feel uncertain, when I, when I feel a little bit lost, when I feel, you know, just like I don't know what to do? What do I do with those emotions? If I have a big why in my life, like I'm living for the glory of God, I've got somewhere to take those emotions and say, Lord, help me. Those emotions aren't just loose. They're not just running riot in my life or, or, or just, you know, bouncing around. I can take them captive and I can bring them to the Lord and say, Lord, this is what I feel. And be real with the Lord. You know, share my humanity with Him. He, he, he wants me to be honest with Him. Remember, we spoke about that in our, in our series last year on prayer. We spoke about how do we bring the reality of what we're facing to the Lord. Like Job and Moses and David, we bring it to the Lord. I say, Lord, this is what I feel. But, Lord, will you help me overcome these emotions and not make my decisions according to these emotions, but make my decisions according to what is, will glorify you, what will make you known, what will reveal your majesty and your glory. And then also just to remember, as Paul writes to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 17, he says, For our light and momentary troubles. Now, those are tough words because so often our troubles don't feel light and momentary, don't they? But remember, he's saying that in the context of having an eternal perspective. He's saying our, our afflictions, our struggles on this world is this much compared to the vastness of our eternal lives. And he, but he says, even this little much that we're experiencing will have an effect in the eternal when he says the following, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Aren't you thankful 
that you have an eternal perspective. So, so that when things are happening right now, you go, it evokes all these emotions in me, but I can bring those emotions to the Lord and say, Lord, thank you that you helped me to draw those emotions in line with what you are saying and what you want and what eternity asks of me. Then I'm not led around the bush by my emotions, but I'm actually leading my emotions towards a greater purpose and goal. And that's what I believe we need during 2021. 2021 is going to have its own challenges. There's going to be certain things that are going to be difficult. I think in some sense 2021, you know, it's really hard for us right now. Because we were coming out of lockdown and out of restrictions and feeling, you know, emotions were up and we were looking forward to things and then suddenly yanked back. And we're dealing with all these horrible situations. It's hard. But let's have a commitment to the glory of the Lord. Let's be committed to seek His glory. It will draw us through this, through this time of difficulty. The second one. Oh, sorry, I just want to read you another quote. Um, I don't know. Who, it was adapted from somebody else's quote, so it's sort of anonymous. It says, you may not control the wind, but you control the sail. Let's remember that in 2021. We, we don't control what happens at us. And I know sometimes we, we try and control it through, you know, and trying to understand and, you know, is it a conspiracy or whatever. But we don't control what happens. But we can control how we respond. We can turn our sails. And we can take this wind that is coming against us. And if we turn our sails the right way, and if we learn to tack, I remember that from my windsurfing days when you were coming against the wind. You had to do what they call tack and you turn your sails so that you could actually move forward towards the wind even if it's coming the wrong way against you. If we learn to do that, we can move towards God's glory. So turn your sails. Turn your sails towards a commitment towards God's glory. The second one is a commitment to growth. In 2020, so much was just about surviving and adapting to the reality of 2020 and, and, and restricted life. I, I, you know, my children, I had two children at varsity and two that were doing school last year. And so much of last year for them was just adapting, learning to survive, learning to maintain their, their, their education within this new reality. But I think you'll agree with me that they can't afford in 2021 to still be maintaining, to still be adapting. They have to now move forward. They have to take the challenges and become adept at it and in such a way that they can flourish in 2021, that they can move forward. They have to have a commitment to growth, not just a commitment to, to, to maintaining or holding on, but a commitment to actually doing better. I, I believe that would be so important for us. 2 Peter 3 verse 18, Peter writes and he says, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Grow in the grace and knowledge. And he writes that, and in a sense the scripture tells us that the context shouldn't determine our growth. What's happening around us shouldn't determine our growth. In every situation we should be growing. And he links growth and glory. So like I said in the first point, we have to have a commitment to glory. Here I want to say our growth is what will actually help us step into more of the glory of the Lord. If we don't grow, there will not be more glory. Neil spoke about it last week. In, there wasn't that series so fantastic that he did about the gifts of the Spirit. 
And last week he said that, 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 that the church has to be edified because the edification of the church leads to the glorification of God. And the edification happens through the gifts. Becoming people that are mature in the gifts, adept at the gifts, knowing how to do the gifts, for instance. And so it is with so many areas of our lives. I want to encourage you. And as we often talk about our triangle here at, at, at Hatfield, and we talk about our up, in, and out, and we say, you know, we want to grow up, we want to grow in our relationship with the Lord. I, I, I saw through the feedback that we got from many people that one of the toughest areas for them in 2021, uh, in 2020, was their spiritual life. And I think there's a reality that many people felt the, the lack of being able to go and be around other believers as often and, and go to church and have corporate worship and all of that. And, and, and I understand, but can I say to you, we have to learn in 2021 to grow in our worship, in our fellowship, in the context of all the restrictions and difficulties we have. We have to have a commitment to grow up. We have to have a commitment to grow in, to grow in our relationships and our fellowship with others, to do well in that area, to grow in our inner development ourselves. I'm going to challenge you. What are you learning in 2021? What are you becoming better at? What, what are you taking steps forward in? Have you got objectives and goals for yourself that you're setting for yourself and you're saying, I'm, <clears throat> I'm going to be better at this at the end of the year than what I am now? Don't just settle in and say, well, I'm, I'm just going to survive. I want to ask you, and that's very personal. I, I can't tell you what those need to be, but you need to say, Lord, help me determine in my physical life, my emotional life, my spiritual life, my family life, in every aspect, how do I move forward in this year? Just, and it can be, some of it can be little things, but just let's move forward. And then in our out, in the, in the difference we make in this world, in the testimony that we bear in this world, I want to grow, Lord. I want to take new ground. I want to go forward in that this year. I don't want to just live my life and, and just be me and mine and survive. I, I want to continue to grow in my difference that I make. And the love of Jesus that I shared with others. I want to have a commitment to growth. Ephesians 3 verse 14. Paul writes about this growth. And he says, when I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through the Spirit. You see, sometimes when, when we, we think of of lives, we, we, we so determine it by what we have. And that's real. I mean, that's our humanity. But here he calls us to say, think of the unlimited resources that God has and that he will empower you, that we can grow. And then he says, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And, you may, and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you, experience, may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. When we're in the valley and we feel the challenges and, and, and it's tough, it's often there that we get to know more about the love of God than we do in the times when things are going easier. Let this be a year where we get to know who God is and get to know his love for us. Let's be committed to growth, committed to moving forward, to becoming better at something, to mature, to go deeper, to go further than we have. I want to say again, we cannot afford 
in 2021 to just maintain, to just hold it together. We have to push forward. We have to have a commitment to growth. And then the last one I want to share is a commitment to grace. So often when we hear the word grace, we think of mercy. Mercy being when I am not judged for the sin that I committed. And we thank God for his mercy. But you know the word grace is actually, it contains mercy, but it's more than that. The word grace is actually a word that means empowering, enabling, strengthening. There's that old saying, I don't know if you remember this, where it says, mercy is when we don't get what we do deserve. While grace is when we get what we don't deserve. Grace is more positive than mercy. Grace is about what we add, about what we grow in and what we become better in. So that's why I'm going to transition from a commitment to growth to a commitment to grace. To recognize that I cannot grow if it's not by the grace of God. Grace is the work of God in my life that enables me to be a child of God, that enables me to be a son of God. His mercy does not hold my sin against me so that I can become a child of God, but grace enables me to live as a child of God, to live up to His standard, to live up to His power and His resources and His abilities. Grace calls more out of my life than what I can naturally do. And that's the grace, that's the commitment of grace that I want to Call forth in all of our lives. You know, I think back of 2020, and as I've had time over December, as I said earlier, to process over this year, I, I began to recognize my own limitations more clearly. And the things that, that 2020 left me with that was unsettled in my heart, that I struggled with, that, that, I, that I wasn't doing well at. And, I, and can I be honest with you, when I started thinking about having to do so much of it again in 2021, I felt, oh, I don't have the strength for that. I can't do that again. But then I had to come and say, Lord, thank you for your grace. That when I'm at my limit, when I'm at my end, there's so much more that you can do. When I am weak, then he is strong. When I come to the place where I think I can't handle this anymore, God says, no, let me show you what you can handle and what you can do. Let my grace Enable and strengthen you. That's why Paul writes to the Corinthians again in 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound to you. So that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. The context was they were supposed to be giving an offering to the Jerusalem church. But they were struggling financially and they were struggling to, to come through on their promise. They made a promise, but now they, they were unable to fulfill their promise. They didn't feel like they could. It was beyond them. But Paul says to them, don't think of what you've promised in the light of what you can do. Think of what God can do. Lift your expectation above your own capacity and ability and put it on God. Have a commitment to the grace of God in your lives. God is able to make all grace abound to you. What is it that looms large before you in this year? What is it that you feel is, is, is you don't know if you've got the strength for it. You don't know if you've got the grace for it. If, if you're at school and you, and you think, I don't know if I can do another year of having to do my work online and, and the struggles. And, or perhaps it's your business and you're thinking, I, I, I don't have the strength to make the plans to again adapt and again to have to change, or, or whatever it may be in your family, I want, to, I want you to say, that may be true that you don't have the strength, but remember, God can make all grace abound to you. He can strengthen you.
He can draw you to a higher place. He can lift you up. Draw on the grace of God. Don't limit your life to yourself. Don't shape your life around your abilities. Shape your life around God's grace. What He wants for you, He will make possible. It's tough. It's hard for us. It asks faith of us. It asks of us to stretch. It asks of us to believe things that we don't see currently, that we don't think is real, that, that we feel we don't want to grow in perhaps even. But when we step forward in faith and, and draw on the grace of God, so much more becomes possible. Have a commitment to God's grace in your life. And then not only have that commitment towards yourself, but have a commitment of grace towards others. Because just like I've come at the end of myself, I've got to remember that other people are experiencing things that are beyond them. Other people are having to, to take hold and do things perhaps that, that they're not comfortable with. Them. And the same grace that I need to draw on, I need to allow them to draw on that grace and extend grace to them. To encourage them, to come alongside, to, to, to strengthen them to be able to, to stand up for more. To not be pressed down, as Paul says. To not be undermined and, and, and to be pushed into the ground, but to say, come on, you can draw on the grace of God. And that, that's that wonderful scripture in Hebrews 10, verse 24 to 25. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. I'm so thankful for people that stir me on. Let's stir up one another, not neglecting to meet together. Man, we need it, don't we? And I know it's online at the moment and right now, you know, because of restrictions, we don't know when we'll be able to have any form of on-site, in-person gathering again. But let's not forsake the meeting together. Let's not think, oh, well, it's only online. No. There's power in our gathering like this. I, I know it's not, it's not the same but there's still power in this. There's still an encouragement that we can draw together from one another. I'm encouraged when I hear the stories. When I get the feedback from people that say, thank you for helping me, strengthening me. Let's encourage one another. And is the, uh, it says, do not neglect the meeting together as is the habit of some. But encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. The day drawing near talks about the, the, the context of the, of the judgment, the difficulties. And he says here, don't have the habit of not meeting together. Have the habit of meeting together. Whether it's in our community groups whether it's in our online gatherings, whether it's when we can be on site, whether it's in smaller groups, I want to encourage you, meet together. You remember last year when I spoke about our commitment to relationships, I said that a study that was done and published in the American Psychology Association, by the American Psychology Association that found the number one thing that helps people be resilient, to bounce back from challenges, is their commitment to relationships. I want to say that again here, commitment to grace. What we give each other is grace. We, we extend grace to one another. We encourage one another. We spur each other on. We, we, we give each other perspective. When I feel I can't handle it, it's so great when somebody else comes and says, no, but you've done this before, and look how God's been faithful to you up until now. You can go further. We stir each other on. Otherwise, we will... Do what Seneca, the Roman philosopher, said we shouldn't do. He said, don't stumble over things behind you. 
Don't stumble over something behind you. We cannot afford to be held captive by what was. By the difficulties of, of, that's so fresh in our minds and so fresh in our lives. It's so real for us still, the, the challenges we face. But you cannot stumble over that which is behind you. You've got to say, Lord, forgetting what is behind, I strain towards what is ahead. I lay hold of the purpose for which you lay hold of me. And I say, Lord, I'm going to grow in this year. Lord, I'm going to seek your glory in this year. Lord, I'm going to operate in your grace. I may not have the strength, but thank you, Lord, that you strengthen me and you enable me. And thank you, Lord, that I can be somebody that can help others be strengthened in your grace. So, as I come to an end, just, again, those three commitments. A commitment to glory. Everything in my life is about God's glory. It's not about me. It's not about how it affects me and what it means to me, firstly. It's firstly about what does this mean for God's glory. A commitment to growth. I'm not going to just stay where I was in 2020. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to get better at loving God, loving my community, and loving the world around me. And I'm going to grow in areas in my life. And a commitment to grace. I'm not just going to live according to my own capacity and my own abilities. I'm going to draw on the grace of God. I'm going to be shaped by the grace of God. And I'm going to, I'm going to do things in this year that nobody would have thought possible that would surprise me because it's the grace of God. So let's move forward in 2021. Right now, I want to pray with you because I, I, I'm very aware that some may feel so discouraged, so over, overwhelmed. And, and all you would actually like is somebody just to say, oh, it's going to be okay, don't worry. But I want to say to you, God has a plan for you. Stand up, arise, shine in His glory, in His might, in His power. Don't give up. Don't settle for less. Let's move forward in 2021. Let's pray together. Father, I want to thank you for every single person that has joined me across this broadcast, young and old, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you are busy with us, that you have a plan, that you have purposes. Some of it we can have some sense of understanding. Some of it we don't have a clue. But we thank you, Lord, that we are in your arms and that we are in your hands and that you are busy with us. And so, therefore, Lord, as your people, we want to stand up in this moment and say, Lord, yes, Lord, we will follow you. Yes, Lord, we will walk with you towards the future, towards that which you have purposed and planned. And yes, there are things in our lives that we didn't want, Lord. There are peacocks that have come and taken, made a home for themselves among us, and we didn't want them. But we're not going to let that stop us, Lord. We, we're not going to let that, that hold us back. We're going to move forward in you, Lord Jesus. And I pray for every individual, every family represented here. I pray for the grace of God to strengthen them, for the faith to arise within them, so that by faith they can lay hold of the grace. So they can appropriate the grace by faith, by saying, I believe in who God is. And I thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. We love you, Lord, and we thank you that you are with us in this year and going forward into this year in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining me this morning. 
Look forward to being with you again next week. But right now, if you want prayer, please contact one of our, our people that are ready to pray with you. Or you can send an email and somebody will get back to you. You'll see the information come up on your screen right now. Have a fantastic week. And remember that for the whole month of January, we'll only be gathering online. And we're so excited that we can meet with you. So please join us every Sunday, 9.30 on social media platforms or 103 Impact FM. 103 FM Impact Radio. Bless you. Have a fantastic week. You've been